Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Warriors ask about LeBron, the Knicks file a protest, and the Pac-12 isn't done fighting. But we begin today with the 49ers firing defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes just three days after the team lost the Super Bowl. Wilkes had the job for just one season, succeeding D'Amico Ryans, and the team finished third in points allowed and eighth in yards allowed in the regular season. Wilbon, does this decision make sense to you? No. But Tony, as we've learned a couple of things about football teams now, particularly an obsessive sort of uh, sentiment that a fit has to be right. I, I don't know quite what that means because um, it means something different to each head coach and each organization. But Tony, let me just say this coming off the Super Bowl, the most important game of the season. San Francisco 49ers looking to win a championship for the first time since 1994. Steve Wilkes' defense prevented Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' vaunted offense from scoring a touchdown 12 out of 14 times. And it's really 13 out of 14 if you dismiss the muffed punt, which gave them 16 yards and a short field for a touchdown. So, Tony, 13 out of 14. Then Patrick Mahomes, eat it. Get out of here. You got to settle for a field goal or you throw a pick or you go three or four and out. What? This is the ultimate game, the Super Bowl. His defense did that. And, you know, it's performance-based to me. But, Tony, so much of all sports is just analyzed to death. It's analyzed to, to the point of pain. And, and pro football to me, you know, I've complained to you about this recently more than I ever have, seems to be the most guilty of that, of all the sports. Where the analysis goes down to a, a play, really, like the great coaches ever of all time, the Shuleys, the Landrys, the Knowles, the Gibbses, the, the Walshes. Like, they didn't have plays they could pick out where an assistant didn't get something exactly as they wanted. I don't get it. I think it's counterproductive. I think it's finger-pointing and blaming and lazy. And I hate seeing the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, who's a hell of a coach, resort to this junk. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I will say that I am surprised by this, and it feels a little scapegoaty to me. Um, I know those statistics in the regular season were very good. Third in points allowed, eighth in yards allowed. But in the playoffs, the 49ers' defense was not good. They gave up an average of 149 yards rushing to both Green Bay and Detroit. Basically ran them out of the gym, and they needed big offensive second halves to win those games. They gave up 130 rushing to Kansas City. And I remember that we, we heard a lot of people wondering if the 49ers had given good effort in the first two playoff games. Now, I thought they gave great effort in the first half of the Super Bowl, and I don't think it's a disgrace to lose to Patrick Mahomes down the stretch because he's beaten a lot of teams like that. But you, you scoffed a little bit at the notion of a good fit. Many times, coordinators are fired when a coach needs to save his job and feels, I'm next if I don't fire this guy. Yeah. That's not the case here with Kyle Shanahan. He's not going to lose his job. You'll recall that in the middle of the season this year, Buffalo fired an offensive coordinator. Washington fired a defensive coordinator. Philadelphia just changed defensive coordinators. So coordinators, you know, who act at, at the privilege of the boss, they get canned a lot. I don't like this. I don't really understand this. But to me, Mike, the coordinators have a shorter shelf life than head coaches almost all the time, right? Yeah. Tony, I get that. But once again, you, you didn't address what I said about one thing. 13 out of 14 times. Oh, no, I, I said this. I thought they possession. had a great defense. They said, get out of here. I, That's a whole yeah. game, not a half. 
Mike, the other... The other day, I said Spagnolo and Wilkes earned their money. I so know. I am certainly surprised by this. I'm surprised. Let's move to a report that Warriors owner Joe Lacob, with the encouragement of Warriors player Draymond Green, reached out to the Lakers last week to see if they could swing a trade for LeBron. Prior to the Warriors reaching out to the Lakers, the 76ers did as well. Now, sadly, we don't have any information as to which players Golden State and Philadelphia would have offered for LeBron. Wilbon, what do you make of this? Tony, I, I know that famously Beyonce could not break the internet, but this trade, particularly if it had gone to Golden State, LeBron to the Warriors, would have broken the internet. It would have. Um, Tony, I said last week on one of the countdown shows, and we had quite a few, that or the trade show, that I would, if I'm LeBron, forget the Knicks. Stephen A. was screaming about going to New York and going to the Knicks, and LeBron's got to opt out, and they should trade for him now. No, 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 not the Knicks. The Warriors. Talk about the Sunshine Boys. I thought that was a great fit with Steph Curry and Chris Paul, his dear, dear friend, and Draymond Green, who's become his BFF over the last three years. They seem to vacation everywhere from Paris to, right. you know, uh, Long Island together. So... With that group of guys, and I, sadly, I don't. I, it's hard to figure Clay Thompson still being a part of it, or 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 Wiggins. I mean, it seems like they would have had to have been on the outs, um, and others. But Tony, if you put LeBron with just Steph and Clay, we would want to see every game. Every game, they'd have to sort of flex it and put it on prime time every night. The games those guys play together. Who would object to that? I know you wouldn't. You'd even stay awake. So I, Philadelphia, fine. I don't get that. LeBron ain't going to live in Philadelphia. But LeBron could commute from L.A. where his family is and his empire is, and he is up to San Francisco. A lot of us sort of do that anyway. So LeBron could do that. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, if the question is what do I make of it, what I make of it is I don't understand why every contending team didn't try to do this. Are you telling me you don't need LeBron? Really? It's just a phone call. You just need to make the phone call to find out if he's available. There are a lot of reasons why LeBron would not want to leave the Lakers. And in fact, he has said he didn't want to leave the Lakers. I mean, he's got businesses in Los Angeles. His son plays at USC at this stage of his career. Maybe he doesn't want to pack up and go somewhere else. But he's also, he doesn't have a no trade clause, I believe. And he's also playing for a ninth place team. What if a first-place team like Boston wanted to bring LeBron on? What if the defending champions like Denver wanted to bring LeBron on where he could win a ring, which he's not going to win with the Lakers? Are you telling me he wouldn't be interested in that? Because I think he would be interested in that. I'd love to know the players that were being lined up. You seem to have an inclination that it's Wiggins and maybe Klay Thompson. It isn't Draymond Green because it was his idea. But to right. me, Mike, that would be something – that would change and alter the course of the NBA so dramatically yes. right now. And as you say, make everybody interested. It would. Tony, by the way, the teams you mentioned may not have the draft capital to do that, to, 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 to satisfy such a trade. Uh, and Le listen, LeBron didn't say he, 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 he wanted to leave. No, he just said they weren't asking for a trade. That's different. He didn't have to ask for a trade. Somebody else got you. There's no way with Draymond Green being represented by Clutch Sports, that LeBron wasn't aware of this call. And by the way, man, if that could have worked, you tell me LeBron would have objected to that. I don't care what place they're in now. 
the Warriors wouldn't be rejuvenated by that, the ones left over, we move to college football, where the two remaining members of the Pac-12 are asking the college playoff leaders to treat them as a power conference in both revenue and voting rights. Right now, all Power 5 teams get $6 million each per year from the playoffs. The next rung down, the group of five teams get only $1 million each. Washington State and Oregon State, the two standing Pac-12 schools, are guaranteed their money through 2025, but not beyond that. Tone, is the Pac-12 right that it should be treated as a power conference, what's left of it? I love this story. I love what the Pac-12 is asking for. The two teams left in the Pac-12, Washington (laughs) State and Oregon State. Two teams. There is no Pac-12. Now, maybe if you believe in Tinkerbell, maybe you believe there's a Pac-12, but there is no Pac-12. Ten teams in the Pac-12 either went to the ACC, the Big 12, or the Big 10. They left these two teams. If there's a Pac-12, tell me their college football schedule for next year. Are are Oregon State and Washington State going to play each other ten times, then play for the finals to go to a bowl game? Stop with this. The the Pac-12 does not exist. Oh, Just stop. That's enough. I've said many times on this show, Mike, that I feel terrible about the Pac-12, that they were destroyed by bad leadership, Larry Scott and others. They, these two teams are floating on a raft in the middle of the ocean. But come on, join the Mountain West or join the Big 12. Stop the charade that there is a Pac-12. There's no Pac-12. Well, there is a right now. I'd say, by the way, they were destroyed by greed. But that's another story. Um, and that goes back some ways to conference realignment I think we can start with Boston College on that one. Um, Tony, there's no Pac-12 right now. I, I told you when you, the first time you said this, I said to you, Tony, that's right now. It can be reconstituted. They'll come back with something that looks like the Pac-12. Like you, you and I, old enough to remember, to have gone to half those campuses, if not more, to cover big events. I mean, big basketball events, big track and field events, big football events, big everything events. And I feel bad, too. But, Tony, there's no, you can't. No, that's not going to happen. You can't. The voting rights, no. And the money, no, 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 because it doesn't exist. When it's reconstituted, depending on who they have in it, maybe it'll look like a power five if they can attract enough schools to have some stature and some bearing on the college football landscape. But, Tony, that's way off. It's an if, if, if at all. I, I do. I feel bad for him. But, no, and by the way, Damn. you have to do that Damn. for those two schools, but nobody's falling for it. There's no Pac-12. You say reconstituted. No. With, with who? Yeah. San Diego State? Santa Clara? Stop. Let's well, take a break. Yeah. Coming up is a five-game suspension from Morgan Riley. Too many, too few are just right. What's the word for the Knickerbockers protesting their loss to the Rockets? Not the Rockets. I think LeBron LeBron would be fun for another team. It's not like he's never moved before. He's been on a bunch of different teams. He can go. Golden State, Tony. Right? Not just any team. That team. The Warriors. Pardon the interruption is brought to you by Tums. Love food back. Nothing works faster. The NFL schedule drops this week. And you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. 
And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Weddings are all about the bride and groom, but they're a chance to look your best, too. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks, even though they start at just $499. It's easier than ever to be impeccably dressed with Indochino, so order your custom suits now and be ready for wedding season. Design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, and more. That's right, it's bespoke without the premium price tag. Suits start at just $499 and fitted shirts at $89. To make life even easier, you can set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. But if you prefer a premium in-person experience, just book an appointment at a showroom near you and let an Indochino style guide walk you through every step. Look your best this wedding season at the table or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code PTI to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code PTI. Time to exchange some words with Wilbon. What's first? The NHL's five-game suspension of Morgan Riley is blank. My word is is weak. I mean, he put his stick into the other guy's head. That could have been a terrible injury. Everybody's lucky that it wasn't. I get it. I get it. Let me get the name right here. Ridley Gregg. He broke the code. He put a slap shot into an empty net. You're not supposed to do that. Retribution is called for. But, Mike, that was violent retribution. That was not a hockey play. I'm sure that 95% of NHL players agreed with Riley, but the league can't do that. That was too out there. That was too much. That was too visible. To me, a five-game suspension for that doesn't fit the crime, and it's about three to five games too light. Tony, the five-game suspension is inadequate. You're right. You got to have a 10-game suspension. You got to have a double-digit game suspension. This is retribution. That was like out of some John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson movie where, I mean, he (laughs) tries to, you know, take the guy's head off. No, I don't want to hear that the stick might have touched his shoulder as it glanced up into his head. This is retribution. The rules speak directly against and about that. So what are we talking about here? I mean, it's, it's just... The word really should be lame. The number of games is inadequate. The sentiment is lame. Don't, and I tell you all the time, every commissioner talks about player safety, and it's lies, yeah. particularly in no. the NHL Why, and the NFL. It's Why lies. Why should know better? He should know better. He's an all-star defenseman. What's next? The Knicks' protest of their loss to the Rockets is blank. It, it's legitimate. If I were the NBA commissioner, if there was a living, breathing NBA commissioner, I would stand out front and I would say this. I've seen the tape. I know what the crew chief said, that it was a bad call, that no foul happened. And so we're going to correct this. We're going to resume play with an overtime period. That's what we're going to do. I understand, Mike, that the NBA has a rule 
that the only way you can have a replay is misappropriation of a rule or, or something like that. That sounds like a cover your fanny rule to me. It you is. You have an opportunity to get this right, and you ought to get this right. And you know what I would do, Mike? I would play that overtime during All-Star Week, where everybody's got six days off. I'd put it on national television during All-Star Week, and if the player said to me, oh, we have other plans, we're not going to play, at least I would have done my best to get that to happen. Yeah, Tony, I, I don't disagree with the word you just said. It ought to be played. It ought to be done. But, you know, you got, you know these offices are filled with lawyers, and lawyers will come up with some lame, speaking of lame, rule to get around it or some, you know, they'll, they'll just, I mean, they, they will just argue and lobby until your ears fall off to cover their own you-know-what. The word here, though, yeah. the protest, because it's not going to happen, it's crowd-pleasing. And it's crowd-pleasing because it'll please your players, you have to do it. If you're the Knicks management, you better do this. I mean, you better take up for Jalen Brunson, who's having a great, great MVP conversation season if he's not the leading candidate, fine. Yeah. But he's in the discussion. And in New York with Knicks Nation, where they rightfully are upset about this. But again, the lawyers will prevent this. The lawyers on, you know, in the NBA offices, they will scream bloody murder until I'll they just tell make you, it Mike, not happen. An unwarranted loss by the Knicks could affect their yeah. playoff seeding. That's it not could. fair. This is a correctable situation, and you should correct it by playing in overtime on national television. That's the final word. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Steve Spagnuolo gets an extension with the Chiefs, but does he deserve another shot as a head coach? And Ohio State is looking for a new men's basketball head coach. They can play in the phone booth for all I care with no cameras. Just get it right. Leagues no, don't want, they don't it, want to get it right. It's, it's correctable. I mean... I don't want to hear the NBA PA say, no, we're on vacation. No, play the game. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Happy time, people. Happy 53rd birthday, George Murison. At one point, Murison was the tallest player in the NBA at 7'7". Romanian-born center was a second-round draft pick by the Washington Bullets in 1993. 
Played six seasons overall, four in Washington, two for the New Jersey Nets. He started for the Bullets, and for a while, he was flanked by Chris Webber and Juwan Howard. The guards were Rod Strickland and Calvert Chaney. Those Bullets were swept 3-0 in the 1997 playoffs by Chicago. But afterwards, Michael Jordan called them, quote, one of the teams of the future, unquote. Never happened. Murasan's best season was 1996, when he was voted most improved player after posting career highs of 14.5 points and 9.6 rebounds a game. Murasan, what an engaging, just nice man. Tony, you and I believed that about the Wizards. We thought that Jordan was going to be right. I once asked Michael if the dim lighting of the Capitol Center bothered him because his scoring average was lower there than most places. And Jordan looked at me like I was nuts, which I probably was. And he said, I'm sorry, are you familiar with a seven foot seven guy on that team who clogs the lane and plays defense? And of course, he was talking about Mirasan. Mirasan once gave my son Michael a roll of lifesavers that to this day he has never opened. He still has? Happy anniversary, Wayne Gretzky. He still has them. On this day, 38 years ago, the great one recorded seven assists in one game for the third time in his career. Billy Taylor of the Red Wings was the first to accomplish this feat in 1947. Then Gretzky did it three times in six years with the Oilers. And that's it. That's the list. Connor McDavid (laughs) got six last night against Detroit. Leon Dreisaitl had six in 2021. Penguins defenseman Chris Letang had six in 2023. They're the only players to hit six in the last 25 years. Gretzky finished with 1,963 assists. Ron Francis is in second place, 1,249. That's a gap of 714 assists between Gretzky and anyone else. Alex Ovechkin, who is chasing Gretzky's 894 goals, has 686 assists in his whole career. He's only 1,277 behind Gretzky. (laughs) What I'm going to say is inside PTI now. Bob Ryan is so upset sitting on his sofa because he'll think we're just picking at him. And he'll text me later about, well, you and Tony didn't mention all the unfinished checks that Gretzky didn't deliver. Sorry, Bob. Bobby Orr is not on that list. He's not on any list with Gretzky. Gretzky wilt. Everybody else, take a step back. Heavy trails to three more ranked college basketball teams against unranked teams last night. Last night at home, unranked Syracuse shot 63% from the field and beat number seven North Carolina after losing 16 straight games to top 10 opponents. The University of Virginia, ranked 21st, lost at home to unranked Pittsburgh, breaking Virginia's 23-game home winning streak. Pittsburgh last won in Charlottesville hello 50 years ago. And number 23, Indiana State, ranked for the first time in 45 years, went down at home to unranked Illinois State, prompting Indiana State coach Josh Schertz to say, and I quote here, we played like an entitled soft team, unquote. Ranked teams have lost to unranked teams all year long, Mike. Tony, I hope this chaos continues in March. I'm trying to watch men's college basketball. I'm really making an effort. I watched bits of those two games last night. Eh, I don't know. Figure out a way to excite us before we get to March. Keep working at it. Let's go to the big finish. Ohio State fired men's basketball coach Chris Holtman. Does that make sense? Tony, they're next to last in the Big Ten. Michigan Michigan and Ohio State, who who would have guessed that? That was still in the middle of the season, seriously? At the other end of the defensive coordinator spectrum, the Chiefs signed Spags to a contract extension. You think he'll ever get another head coaching job? Defensive coordinators Dan Quinn and Raheem Morris just got their second head coaching job, so he they might. did. The Heat beat the Bucks in Milwaukee by 26. 
Is that significant? No Jimmy Butler, no Josh Richardson, no Terry Rozier. That was a sort of a stunning result for me after the Bucks seemed to sort of figure it out the night before. Women's college hoops tonight. Will Nebraska beat another number two in Ohio State? No, their number two was Iowa. That's it. That's what they got. Last one, Kawhi out for the Clippers Warriors tonight. Still a meaningful game? Yeah, Tony, but Kawhi's only missed. This is his fifth game of the season. Missed. He missed the other four, the hip contusion. That's a big deal. Kawhi's playing. We're out of time. We'll try to do better the next time, and I'm Tony Kornheiser. Warriors ought to keep it going. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the podcast on ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Happy Valentine's Day to anyone watching on ESPN News.